Welcome to Friday, Friday Luya to you. It's Mike Opelka on the Pure Opelka podcast. We are getting closer and closer to the midterms, which also means the day after the midterms, 18 days from now, we are going to start seeing the 2024 presidential races line up. I firmly believe this thing is going to start taking shape very quickly. I'm betting you Joe Biden's not going to run and that he is going to have to early, early in the opportunity, tell his party he's not going to do that because they're going to need to start winnowing down the field of people who want to be the Democratic nominee. And there's a whole bunch of them, a bunch from last time and a bunch from this time, people in the cabinet, et cetera. We'll get into that when the time comes. Joe Biden not running. Why? Well, he hasn't told us yet, but it has to be that he's just not better every day. As a matter of fact, yesterday was the best day that Joe Biden will have for I don't know how many days or years to come. He was on the campaign trail with John Fetterman, the guy who's getting over the stroke and trying to become the senator, God help us, in Pennsylvania over Dr. Oz. I really think Dr. Oz is going to pull this out at the end. John Fetterman traveled with Joe Biden from D.C. to Pittsburgh, where they held an event. And Joe had trouble getting off the stage, didn't know if he was supposed to go left or right. He thanked uh, Fetterman for running and then told his wife, Giselle, the Yoko Ono of this race, that uh, she's going to make a great lady in the Senate, even though she's not running for anything. She does control her husband at every turn, blocking him from reporters, all kinds of stuff. And then they went to Philly where it got dicey again. And Joe snapped at a reporter. It's just embarrassing to see the president of the United States getting snarky and snippy with reporters. Kind of sad, though, isn't it? It should be over. Fetterman is no example either of what a politician should be. Even before the stroke, he said a lot of dumb stuff. He's the guy who's been talking about opening up the prisons and letting murderers out. Not all of them. Just a huge chunk of them. But the ridiculous way he talks about it, this was um, from last year, from 2021, when he wanted to end life sentences and set free 1,200 second-degree murderers while he was reimagining the police and releasing one-third of inmates and getting rid of cash bail. But the way he gets to these decisions is really bizarre. It's like he's in his basement watching movies. People in the public think that they're, you're talking about all a bunch of Hannibal Lecters in prison, and they're not. They're like your grandfather. They're like your grandmother. I tell people, watch the Shawshank Redemption if you haven't already, and think about Morgan Freeman sitting in front of you after doing 40 years. Would you say, no, you should die in prison? Most people would say, of course not. That's what a lot of this, the, 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 you are. People well, maybe you should ask the victims' families. Maybe they should get a say in this. This guy has uh, control over the pardons in Pennsylvania right now. We don't need him having control over the Senate. It's, uh, it's really kind of scary, isn't it? But I also think the people are waking up. The people are understanding that uh, Democrats controlling everything is dangerous, especially as we see the spike in crime. Even uh, MSNBC's Joe Scarborough, the guy who says he's a Republican, he's not. 
He might have been at one time. Joe Scarborough is blasting the party for being so extraordinary, extraordinarily clueless on crime. He said this this morning. When you have cops quitting left and right in Philadelphia because they don't feel like, you know, they're, they're not going to risk their lives so they can arrest people who are going to be out on the street the next day. And then you have progressives telling people in Philadelphia, telling these people, oh, you're wrong. Don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe the fact there's something wrong for you for being afraid to go to work. There's something wrong with you for being afraid to go home, as they were talking about right there. It is just really progressives on crime in places like Philadelphia and New York are so extraordinarily clueless. It's mad. And yet you see I can't you see it in these focus groups. Yeah, we do see it in the focus groups. But you left out all the other blue run cities. California has two huge cities that are just about third world status right now. San Francisco and Los Angeles. You've seen the videos driving around, showing the homeless people. We've known about the needles and the poop all over San Francisco for years. They have a poop patrol. They're paying people like 150 grand a year to travel around in hazmat suits, scooping up the poop from the homeless people. Not dogs, homeless people. And it's all because of their policies. Their policies are insane. Fetterman backs uh, the Philadelphia District Attorney, Larry Krasner, who wants us to know that it's racist to talk about the lawlessness in these Democrat-run cities. You're racist for bringing up the truth. Part of the Republican playbook, as you well know, is to point a finger at large, diverse cities and say large, diverse cities are lawless. Does that remind you of anything? You ever heard that before? Those of you in the press are students of history. You're aware of the Southern strategy. What we see here is the same old playbook, which is about coded and racist messaging. It's about blaming the biggest city in Pennsylvania with the most diverse population for having the same national struggle that we have with gun violence everywhere, and even having increases that are less than the committees. So what about the vehicles, the ATVs that are surrounding police cars? hitting them with bricks? What about the people that are being injured, killed, raped? What about all of that, sir? What about the no cash bail, the people who are back out on the street? No, they try to freeze you with this Saul Alinsky tactic telling you it's racist to even mention it. These people truly are clueless. They're as clueless as their leader, Joey Biden. I, you know, Biden is just uh, just such a conundrum. A year ago, he uh, even said he should go down to the border, but he hasn't had the time. Well, in the last year, how many times were you in Delaware at your beach house where we're building a half million dollar fence around it? We, the taxpayers. How many times were you at Camp David? How many times were you home in Delaware? It's more than Donald Trump, who was railed on by the mainstream media for that. Remind us of your discussion of going down to the border, Joey. Do you have plans to visit the southern border? Uh, I've been there before, and I haven't. I mean, I know it well. I guess I should go down, but the the whole point of it is I haven't had a whole hell of a lot of time to get down. I've been spending time going around looking at the $900 billion worth of 
damage done by uh, by hurricanes and floods and and weather and tra- and traveling around the world. But uh, I plan on now. My wife Jill has been down. She's been on both sides of the river. She's seen the circumstances there. She's looked into those places. You notice you're not seeing a lot of pictures of kids lying on top of one another with, uh, you know, with 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 with, blank, with uh, um, you know, uh, looks like tarps on top of them. So he's trying to make the kids in cages thing, the cages that were built by Barack Obama's administration. But never mind the fact that the open border just in that past year, that was a year ago today he was on CNN. A year ago he said that. Since that day, the fentanyl pouring over the border, in addition to the humans pouring over the border from more than 100 countries, God knows how many terrorists are in this, in this country hiding, but the fentanyl, the drugs that came to the cartels, thank you, China, have poisoned and killed over 100,000 citizens. 2.7 million illegals crossing the border since this, and there's still no trip to the border. And uh, the equivalent of one full plane of people crashing and dying every single day, every single day because of the opioids and fentanyl coming across the border that Joe Biden refuses to close. Every single day. He's also trying to say that the economy's getting better, that we're starting to see some good news on the economy. Did I miss a memo? We're starting to see some of the good news on the economy. I I don't know what that good news is, sir. I really don't. Tell me. Tell me what's the good news. Well, he's going to try and blame everything on Trump, right? But look at what I've inherited and what I've done. Yes, you inherited inflation at 1.4%. It is now 8.2%. Gas was $2.39 a gallon when you took office. It is now $3.85 a gallon. And don't even get me started on diesel, the cost of diesel, sir. He's trying to tell us that gas is going down, though. The price of gas at the pump is coming down. Yeah, is it? It's coming down from its summertime highs, but it's still almost a buck and a half higher. And California's even in worse shape because they can't refine more because of their gasoline blend they have to put together. Some parts of California are still paying over six bucks a gallon. But, you know, Joey's going to try and put a label on things. He's going to come up with a new nickname for the other side. It's mega, mega trickle-down. 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 Well, he tried to label us mega, mega earlier in the year, and, and we loved it. And then he said ultra, mega. Remember ultra, mega? We like the ultra, mega, too. They're trying to do a branding thing here, and it's failing miserably. And meanwhile, in front of them, Joe Biden is making up stories, telling stories yesterday when he was um, out with Fetterman campaigning, trying to drum up support. He made up yet another story about his uh, grandpa, Ambrose Finnegan. My grandfather Finnegan was going to really be proud of me right now. No, I'm not joking. He would. By the way, he's an All-American football player, John, in Santa Clara. 
No, no, he wasn't an All-American football player at Santa Clara. No one seems to be able to find any proof of that. But the mainstream media won't call him out. They won't tell Joey. That's not true. Stop saying it. It's like Angelo, the train conductor, he's always talking about. It's really kind of sad, isn't it? It's tragic. Well, I'm going to make a prediction. We all know Barack Obama is going to be deployed. Obama's going to go out and campaign in uh, Nevada and a few other places for the Democrats because they like him still. They still swoon for him. But Joey isn't going to be campaigning with anybody. However, Jill Biden will be. Watch this space. They're going to be putting Jill Biden out there because you're not allowed to criticize her because she's really not elected anything. She doesn't have any responsibility. But she got booed on Sunday Night Football last week pretty badly, too. So they're trying to fix that up a little bit. But Jill Biden will be out there in the next two weeks. Joey, not so much. Barack Obama, you'll see a lot of him. Let's just make sure we get everybody we can to the polls. Make sure we get everybody we can and their neighbors and their kids registered and to the polls to make sure we take back the House, we take back the Senate, and we put the brakes on what this clown car filled with bad actors, I'm talking about Biden's cabinet, of course, has done to our country. Let's get America back on track again. It means pausing America. Now, earlier in the week, there was a story that went viral. It was quite a shocking story out of, uh, out of Texas, Plano, Texas, where Sarah Gonzalez, who works at TheBlaze.com, and I used to work at TheBlaze.com, and we actually crossed paths when I was there. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Gonzalez is um, a mom and a great reporter and the host of uh, The News and Why It Matters. It's a show that's been on for several years now at The Blaze. Uh, Sarah was at a, um, a restaurant in Plano, Texas, and attended a drag brunch. And I think she was there with her reporter hat on. She bought a ticket to this all-age event and witnessed some real awful stuff, including, well, the, um, the man dressed as a woman, really unattractive man dressed as a woman, kept lifting up the dress he was wearing and exposing his panties to the women in attendance but also to children and lip syncing to a song that I would get fired, so fired from every radio station I would work at if I read the lyrics. And then later, they gave out sex toys as door prizes at this event. Sarah Gonzalez is uh, our guest. We will get the story from Sarah because she's not only showing you what happened and telling you what happened, but she's also decided to stand up and do something to fight back against the abuse and indoctrination of our children. Sarah Gonzalez, next on the Puro Pelka Podcast. Well, this is a treat for me. I, I get to talk to someone I used to work with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away in the blaze in the state of Texas. And uh, she's also someone who has made news very recently within the last few days. You no doubt have seen the video that went viral 
the shocking, horrifying, disgusting viral video that Sarah Gonzalez shot while she was attending a brunch that ended up being a just the craziest drag brunch I've seen. And we've seen a spate of these lately in all of the uh, social media places and especially like libs of TikTok, etc. And Sarah is talking to us because after that video went viral, the story gained traction, which usually doesn't happen in these cases. And uh, Sarah Gonzalez, I have not seen you in forever and you haven't aged because I've seen you now online. And that makes me <laughs> want to hope that your toes grow together. Um, you are currently the host of the news and why it matters on the blaze TV. And you have been the host of the news and why it matters ever since I've known you. So I love the longevity in this congratulations and welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you. And just for the record, my toes do not grow together. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, if I, if I put the curse on you, it could happen and you'll never be able to wear sandals but you'll be a better swimmer. I just want you to think about that. It's a trade-off. <laughs> we have trade-offs in life. So it, it could be a good thing. You just have a hard time explaining it to your kids. Right. Because they might think it's going to happen to them. Mommy, are we going to grow into this too? Please, God, help. Yeah, but you'll be good swimmers, so just be quiet. Uh, <laughs> Sarah, you were at this restaurant that had an event that was, uh, it was billed as all ages. Am I correct? That is correct. So what the left is doing now is they are trying to discredit uh, my, my work by claiming that this was not billed as all ages welcome. And this was in fact an 18 and up uh, show. Now, first and foremost, I would just point you to the actual child in my video to disprove what they're saying. But secondly, um, I took screenshots because I had a feeling that this was going to happen. This is what they typically do, the venues and the, the places where you can buy the tickets. They go in after the fact, once they get exposed, and they change and strengthen the language. So originally, when I bought the ticket the day of the event, it said, all ages are welcome. However, parental discretion is advised, right? But in, in addition to that, the Dallas Morning News listed this as one of their events and things to do over the weekend. And it says on there, all ages event. So this was billed in several different places as an all ages event. They did give a, a discretion uh, to parents, but clearly they could have just as easily said, this is only 18 and up, or this is only 21 and up. And they chose not to do that. They chose to use the language all ages welcome. And unfortunately for the little girl that I, that I caught on camera, I, I, I fear that she will have some long-lasting trauma from what she saw just at that particular brunch. I have long-lasting trauma from what I saw, <laughs> and I'm a grown-up. I, I watched the thing, and I first of all, I couldn't believe it because I'm, I'm, I'm watching. What is it about men who want to dress up as women and then act like the sluttiest, craziest, whorish-type persons that is not what I consider a woman. That's not even close to what I consider a woman. But I don't understand that. It, to me, is a it's some kind of mental problem. But that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. I'm not a psychologist, psychologist. Um, the, the video that you initially posted, which has a whole bunch of views, and then you said there were more videos to come. I watched a little bit of the um, aftermath on both Tucker and Newsmax. Um, on what planet 
Is it okay in a restaurant to be giving out sex toys as door prizes? Yeah, I know that was that was how egregious and grotesque that it got. And you know, at one point, the little girl actually is is spoon fed more dollar bills to walk over and and go tip these drag queens, um, while you know half of their breasts or fake breasts are hanging out. And it, it just it really is. I think the left has continued to get more and more emboldened by the inaction of these lawmakers that these just continue to get worse and worse. And, I, you know, I'm not saying uh, what I'm saying is there's blame to be shared here, because certainly the parents are responsible. Certainly the venue is responsible. Certainly, you know, the drag queens themselves are responsible. And certainly the lawmakers are responsible to make sure that this doesn't happen, because this is I mean, as you said, Giving out sex toys while a child sits by and watches. These should be, this was not controversial uh, to say this cannot happen around children even five years ago. Now we're having a debate on whether or not children should be around when this happens. It is just so sad. Well, what bothers me is now people are looking at you and saying, what's wrong with you? Why can't you accept this? Uh, that, yes. That's stunning yes, to me. Absolutely. Now, you, yeah. you meant, go that, ahead. that's how normalized it's gotten. Well, you mentioned there's enough blame to go around for this, enough culpability to go around for this. And you brought up uh, lawmakers, et cetera, people in law enforcement. I noticed the AG uh, of Texas, Ken Paxton, had had made some comments about it. Is there any action pending in this incident? There is not yet. So what uh, what Attorney General Paxton has called for, which I commend him, uh, is for the local DA, uh, local prosecutors to take action. They have not yet done so. Now, what also can happen is the Texas comptroller, who is a Republican, Glenn Hagar, can take action against the venue today if he chose to, because they are not obviously registered as a sexually oriented business, but they are acting like a sexually oriented business and allowing uh, children younger than 18 to participate in in all of this. So why the Republican comptroller of Texas has not done something yet, I don't know. But I have heard from several members of the state legislature since this event who have said that they are crafting laws that they would like to introduce when the session starts in January that should uh, help strengthen the language and and prevent this from happening to more Texas children. Well, that's great. And I'm glad they're at least bringing that up and trying to do something. The the other end of this is when we see things that are wrong, we not only have to raise our hands and maybe scream and shout about it. It's incumbent upon us as uh, as citizens, as as fellow citizens in this country and in our community to do something. And I applaud you because you're standing up and you're taking action. Tell me about this new this new nonprofit you started. I, I appreciate that. Um, so we have launched a special project called Defend Our Kids Texas. And what we aim to do is just on all fronts, because our children are being attacked uh, and sexually indoctrinated in, in, in so many ways and on so many fronts. We intend to tackle all of them. We intend to tackle the drag shows for kids. We intend to tackle the pornographic literature that is being distributed in schools uh, and just the general sexual indoctrination of children in Texas. Now, I want to tell you, we made we, we, we were very specific with the, 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 the title of our, of our project because 
I want to leave open the, the room for other chapters nationwide to be created. So it's Defend Our Kids Texas now. I'd like for it to be Defend Our Kids Michigan, Defend Our Kids California, Defend Our Kids Pennsylvania, Defend Our Kids all across the country because I know it's happening everywhere. And people are, are they keep asking me, when can you open a chapter in my, in my state? I would just ask them to, to join us, join the fight at Texas, uh, I'm sorry, at defendkidstx.com. That is defendkidstx.com. Join the fight even if you're not in Texas right now because we do plan to go nationwide. We have to stop this at all levels across the country. DefendKidsTX.com is where you can go and get the basic information. And to anybody who's saying, well, Sarah, why can't you come to my state and help me start this? Sarah has a job. Sarah has a family. Sarah started the thing. If this really is about lighting the fire and having everyone else stoke it and bring their own kindling to it and keep it going. Plus, if you are in... Michigan, or if you're in Vermont, or if you're out in Idaho, you are going to have different issues. Yeah, they're kind of similar. But if we're talking about taking care of the kids, localized attention is what makes a difference. It's what changed the state of Virginia in the last election. And it is the parents getting involved that make the biggest difference. And I will tell you, the politicians don't know how to deal with the parents. They're really not Mm. equipped. So uh, your move, Sarah Gonzalez, not only seeing this, standing up, raising your hand, but actually taking action on behalf of children is to be applauded. So give me the website one more time. Yeah, sure. And thank you so much for the kind words. It is uh, defendkidstx.com. Please, please, please. I am asking people. It it is way past time to to be on the sidelines and it's time to join the fight. And they can do that at defendkidstx.com. DefendKidsTX.com. Get in the game, people. You know, you might be a grandparent. You might be a parent. uh, You might be a child who's witnessed it. Go there, get the information, tell your parents. Sarah Gonzalez, you're a warrior. You have only gotten braver and bolder and better, and you were pretty damn good the last time I saw you. Well done, lady. (laughs) Thank you so much. 